Hi, my fabulous friends at Sayville Congregational United Church of Christ. I hope you all are well and that you are sheltering in place and that you are safe because we are here in California, San Francisco, and we are watching what's happening in New York. I know you are watching as I am all over the United States, just seeing how horrific this is. So I wanna know that you're all right. Well, I miss you. I think about you. I bring my greetings. I am here in my little house. But the wonderful thing about this is that upstairs is my granddaughter who just turned 16, my wonderful son, my wonderful daughter-in-law. And guess what? Every night he taps on the floor and I go up to an amazing dinner. Am I lucky? Am I lucky? Now, I hope that you are each taking care of yourselves and that you are doing wonderfully well. I hope that you all are very, very good to one another and to yourselves. Have a beautiful worship service. I love you. I miss you. And take care of that, Ray. I love you so much. Have a great day. Have a great Sunday. Oh uh -huh. 
please join me in the call to worship this morning. We gather as people on a journey. We believe and we have doubts. We are imperfect humans and still beloved by God. Love and grace, hope and faith. These are the essence of the one we call God. We seek forgiveness and grace from the one and from those we've harmed. Assured of that grace, we are ready to grow again. We yearn for a new way, a new perspective, and a clear path. Let us continue to worship together. and join me in offering our unison prayer together. Gracious God, gentle in your power and strong in your tenderness, you have brought us into this world and breathed into us the breath of life. Please continue to guide us in the ways this world needs your love. Give us the courage to say yes as Paul and others have when you whispered and sometimes shouted to them. We listen deeply for your voice, hearing it most clearly in the company of others who seek to do your will. Seeking to live by your command to love God and others as we love ourselves. What a blessing to be called together to serve in this way. What a world this will one day be as we travel our paths 
and journey with you and one another. Amen. Friends, please consider these words in a moment of silence. So I think everybody knows, come on up, I think everybody knows Bernie, our Sunday school teacher, and Jeannie, our member and liaison with the Sunday school instruction. And why don't each of you tell everybody your name? Want to do that for us? Yeah, take, take the mic and just speak right into it. Lulu. Hi, my name is Liam. Abby. Abby. Oh, we've gone from Abigail to Abby. Okay. And Jeannie, could you do us a favor? Could you tell us your role in helping to teach our children? I just love when he pulls that on you right away, don't you? <laughs> right on the spot, start thinking. <laughs> anyway, my husband and I met here teaching Sunday school, believe it or not, for Jean Gill when she had her child years and years ago. They asked if Jeff and I would take over the Sunday school class, and that's how we ended up dating and going on to be married. So anyway, so my role now, and I'm, Trevor couldn't believe it, but I was 13 when I started teaching Sunday school, and he didn't want anybody 13 teaching. But then he came over and observed me one day, and he said, okay, you're all right, I guess. So I've been really teaching and being involved in Sunday school since I've practically been 13 years old. So anyway, and we have a wonderful teacher here in Bernie, because in order to, to teach Sunday school here, you have to be very flexible. You can have five kids, you could have zero kids, you can have them from 12 to two, you know what I mean? It's all over the place. And Bernie just goes with that flow, which I love Bernie. And the kids really appreciate too, they all love her. So really, I'm not a liaison, just that Bernie and I became friends. <laughs> and we kind of like do the Sunday school together and uh, it's really a pleasure, the kids are wonderful. Thank you, Jeannie. And Bernie, you wanna say something to us about how you ended up here? Um, actually, when I was living in East Meadow, I was teaching Sunday school at St. Raphael's Church, and it just the opportunity just came up, and I love the kids. Good reason to be a teacher, loving the kids. Do you remember that? Do you remember this? Do you remember this? You have to move. Why don't you turn it around and show people what you have? And they can go sideways. Okay. They don't have to be Bs. Liam, they can be greater than. So would you would you set them up and and show them what it is, the order they should be in, and then we'll explain what it is. Put Bernie over here. <laughs> okay. God. G is for God. God is greater. And you're gonna come here. And you were showing. Down and up. We'll put you up. Bless you. Okay. It's an inverted head. And what does it mean? God is greater than the ups and downs. God is greater than our ups and our downs. However, you know God, God is greater than ups and downs. Yes? Okay. And let's pray. Abigail, you want to pray us out? Want to say a prayer for us? Dear God. Love you. Love you. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Amen. All right. Thanks, kids. We'll see you later. Thanks.
invite you to sit back and listen to these words from Acts chapter 2. But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them. Men of Judea and all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and listen to what I say. You that are Israelites, listen to what I have to say. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested to you by God with deeds of powers, wonders, and signs that God did through him among you. As you yourselves know, this man handed over to you according to the definite plan and foreknowledge of God, you crucified and killed by the hands of those outside the law. But God raised him up, having freed him from death, because it was impossible for him to be held in its power. For David says concerning him, I saw the Lord always before me, for he is at my right hand, so that I will not be shaken. Therefore my heart was glad and my tongue rejoiced. Moreover, my flesh will live in hope. For you will not abandon my soul to Hades or let your Holy One experience corruption. You have made known to me the ways of life. You will make known, you will make me full of gladness with your presence. Fellow Israelites, I may say to you confidently of our ancestor David that he both died and was buried and his tomb is with us to this day. Since he was a prophet, he knew that God had sworn with an oath to him that he would put one of his descendants on his throne. Foreseeing this, David spoke of the resurrection of the Messiah, saying, He was not abandoned to Hades, nor that his flesh experienced corruption. This Jesus God raised up, that all we are witnesses. May God bless the hearing and listening to this sacred text. Almost two months earlier from when Peter stood up before thousands of people and spoke boldly about his teacher and Lord, Peter denied and betrayed Jesus, and he wasn't alone. Besides Peter, Judas turned him in and the others of his followers ran away. When the soldiers and others came for Jesus, Peter reacted in fear and anger. He cut off a servant's ear to try to save his friend. And Jesus, showing compassion again, healed this servant. Later, Peter went on to deny Jesus a total of three times. What drama! And who could imagine the turns this story would take? I have these images from when I heard this story as a child. It is Peter shivering from the cold, and even though he was frightened, went to get warm in the courtyard where Jesus had been taken. Shadows and smoke surrounded him. Maybe it made him feel protected and hidden. And all of a sudden, a woman, women are all over the story of Jesus, and the woman said, you are not also one of this man's disciples, are you? This was Peter's chance to take a stand. And yet, in all of his humanness, he said, I am not. And before morning had come, he had indeed denied his friend three times. When Jesus declared all would abandon him, 
I believe Peter thought he would be different. I believe Peter loved Jesus and had all good intentions of standing up for him. After all, he had followed Jesus for years and saw his acts of compassion and bravery. He saw him when he fed the thousands, healed lepers, the blind, and more. Jesus protected the weak and those without a voice. During the Last Supper, when Jesus declared all would abandon him, that Peter and the others meant it when they protested those words. And yet Peter, so human, so cold, went on to deny Jesus. We read and we hear what Peter said, his betrayal, his fear that took over from him. And instead on that night, his actions spoke louder than his words. And then on this day we now call Pentecost, Peter stood up and spoke the truth to all present. He also brought the encouragement and reminder that death is not the last word. I invite you to listen to these words from Marsha McPhee and the Worship Design Studio version. Acts chapter 2. God raised him up. God freed him from death's dreadful grip since it was impossible for death to hang on to him. David says about him, and I foresaw that the Lord was always with me because he is my right hand. I won't be shaken. Therefore, my heart was glad and my tongue rejoiced. Moreover, my body will live in hope because you won't abandon me to the grave nor permit your Holy One to experience decay. You have shown me the paths of life. Your presence will fill me with happiness. Peter went from being a denier to a man saying, listen to what I say. Now for me, I had a question that came up during my study time and this, I mean, this is that. Why were there so many people here in Jerusalem that day from so many different places? This was the Feast of Pentecost, or called Shavuot, or Feast of Weeks. Now, I have a friend who's one of the best researchers I know. So I texted her, and she helped me put together some of these little, at least to me, known tidbits. Shavuot, or Feast of Weeks is celebrated seven weeks after Pente uh, pa Passover. So the timing makes it 50 days after, and as it was sometimes called, Pentecost. Shavuot combines two religious events, the grain harvest and the giving of the Torah on Mount Sinai. How fitting. It's a holiday centered on the synagogue and its rituals. One reason so many people would have gathered around that area of the city it's a pilgrimage festival. Now what that means is that when the Israelite males were commanded to appear before God in Jerusalem, bringing the offering of the first fruits of their harvest, and secondly, entering into a covenant between God and Israel. On that day, people were changed. Now it's funny, I was sitting here writing and I was thinking about how different was Pentecost, Shabbat, Feast of Weeks, 
than the people that had went, came here that day expected. And how different are our services here today? Our time on Zoom, our time on phones, watching out for each other, me preaching from my home office, sitting in a comfortable chair here, all different things. And for the people back in the day with Peter, the multitudes gathered in that Pentecost crowd looking for at least one of the reasons I listed before about Pentecost or Shabbat. And instead what they found, and I'm quoting from theologian Kathleen Long Bostrom, it was like seeing a sunrise for the very first time. And not just seeing the sunrise, but feeling the sun's warmth, glorious beams, break through the chill darkness of the night. And how about us? Right now we're struggling and yet we are here for each other. I see in the different times when I come on to the YouTube and different, I get the emails and I see how Pastor Ray and all of you are watching out for each other. You're on Zoom, YouTube, phone calls, and anything else you can think about. And this is what that day when Peter stood up and he said, listen to what I say. What we can do is we can say that same thing and we can show it. Listen to what I say. We can be on that other side and we can listen. And sometimes we're the ones listening. And other times we're the ones sharing. Peter shared with a boldness out of a past built on fear. And yet on that day of the birth of the church, an impromptu service formed the basis for growth and healing. Every time we hear the scripture and sacred text, we can feel that sunrise like the first time and feel the warmth on our hearts and souls. We've moved into the season of Easter, a season of celebration. And though in these difficult times, we could find it hard to celebrate. But we are called. And we do live in the belief that death is not the final word. One reason that Christians are called an Easter people. Let us in this physical time, in this time of physical isolation, know we are still spiritually connected and standing together. Let us pray. God, we are thankful for your love and how you called us to be yours, your children, and that we can rest in knowing that you protect us and love us, and that we can stand bold in this time together. And even though we're not physically together, God, we are still connected. We are still part of this community of faith. And we thank you for sending your son, Jesus Christ. Amen.
It is difficult in this moment not to be near to some of the people we love and might be worried about. I invite you as you sit in your living rooms, kitchens, and maybe a den to open your hearts and voices to God and name those you want to lift up to our healing and loving God. Let us take a few moments and sit in God's silence and pray. Loving God, thank you for calling us to be your children. Thank you that we can rest in your power and grace. And as we remember the prayer your son taught his followers so many years ago, let us say that prayer together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. to leave this time together, may we remember these words. May you trust in God's promise to his people, peace, security, blessing, even when they are difficult to believe. May you know that God's news is good news, nourishing, true, even when people tell you it is not. And when you encounter doubt, may you strengthen your belief, guiding you in his perfect wisdom and counsel. Amen.
going to start the record button. <clears throat> and I'm going to say, hi, UCC Sayville. Is that how, what we do? Well, we say Sayville Congregational United Church of Christ. And then you just bring them your greetings and love from the West Coast and whatever else you want to say. Ready? Five, four. Sayville United Church of Christ, how are you? Okay, one more time. Hold it. Sayville Congregational United <laughs> Church of Christ. <laughs> no, don't get me started. 